0: I'm your host Desiree, I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm so excited to be bringing you an episode of Minimalism Stories today. Minimalism Stories is a series that we have on the show that I haven't put out in a while, but it's a series where I invite someone on to really just tell their story about minimalism and how it has helped their family. Granted, many guests who come on the show do that, but these episodes are really dedicated to just a conversation about someone's story and today it's a little bit different because I decided that I'm not going to use the exact same set of questions for every guest like I was doing before because all of our stories are so different and all of us have something we might be like passionate about or kind of our specialty when it comes to minimalism and how we do things with our family, in our homes, in our lives in general and how minimalism has changed our lives. So today, Tara is sharing her story, and we really dive deep into her story of career change, because that is a big part of her minimalism journey. And I have talked about on here, this idea of it's okay to change your mind. I have changed my mind in a lot of ways, but career has been one of the biggest ways for me and my work and what I do. I have start. I started off as a teacher, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom for a few years. Then I went back to teaching and now I'm back to staying at home, but I'm also podcasting as my work. So I've talked about this a lot over the years. And although you might be able to relate to the idea of changing your mind, it's really great to have another perspective and another story of someone who has changed their mind and Changed their path in their career. And minimalism kind of gave Tara the permission to do this. So, Tara Saunders is my guest today. She is a mom of two, she is a wife, she is a teacher, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. We talk about, like I said, how minimalism and intentional living and diving into that world gave her permission to change her path in the midst of a very stressful career path that she was on. And we also talk about what minimalism looks like for her and her family now. We talk a little bit about what it looks like to bring her family on board with minimalism. She talks about meal planning because that is something that she loves. She loves cooking and I just really love how real Tara is with her story and how much she shares of it. So I'm grateful to get to share our conversation with you today. So let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Tara. Okay. Hi, Tara. Thank you for coming on the show today. I am so excited to have you. Before we dig into our conversation, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do? You can tell us a little bit about your family, things like that.
1: Sure. So my name is Tara and um, I've been married for a little over 10 years to my husband and I have two kids who are ages 8 and 6. I live in southwestern Pennsylvania, um, so about 45 minutes east of Pittsburgh, and um, I'm a special education teacher. Um, I'm in my 13th year as an educator, and I've taught, you know, fourth through seventh grades for the most part, and I've also spent a few years as an administrator as well. You know, throughout this journey, I've learned that minimalism isn't just about stuff. Um, And I really enjoyed listening to your podcast over the years. So thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I love just the idea and the sentiment that minimalism isn't just about stuff, because as you know, (laughs) that's kind of the, the whole reason that. I still even talk about minimalism is just because it's gone so much deeper. And we were talking a little bit before we hit record and the intentionality side of it sounds like really what's been big for you too. So today we're going to talk about your journey and that's what I want to hear about first is just how did it start for you? Where, Where did you hear about minimalism to begin with? And just kind of give us a little bit of your story with minimalism.
1: Sure. So um a little bit about me. I'm definitely more of a type A personality. Um I am a planner and I always like to have a plan and to be organized. Um and you know, five years ago, six years ago, I thought I had my life like completely figured out. You know, I was teaching, um, and then I had recently accepted a job as a special education administrator. You know, I was planning on going into administration to make a positive difference. Uh I'm sure you know, like as a teacher, sometimes you can get frustrated because sometimes your voice isn't always heard. And sometimes you feel like, well, if I go into administration, my voice will be heard. I can make positive differences that I can't just make as a teacher. The caveat to taking that job, you know, as excited as I was, is that it was going to be an hour away from where I lived. So I was going to have an hour commute to and from the job. And I quickly found that there's a lot of job stressors that people don't warn you about when you go into administration um, that can take a toll on you. And at the time I had a baby and a toddler. So I was taking on um, a much more stressful role and I really didn't take that into consideration when I accepted the job. So I actually found this podcast about a year or so into my role as an administrator. I was basically looking to fill my time in my commute and I wanted something to listen to. Um, And at the time, I was just really feeling completely overwhelmed at that point, by pretty much everything, like my job, having young kids, like baby and toddler, um, keeping track of my house, you know, being married, all all the things. And when I started listening to your podcast, I think you'd probably been doing it for maybe a year or so. So I was kind of like binging. And I was like, this, this sounds so great. Like, it's going to fix all my problems. I just have to declutter and get rid of stuff and create some systems in my house. And the simplicity will just magically create, you know, a more peaceful life for me. It sounded so fantastic. And I started decluttering uh, in my home. And I tried to get my husband on board, but he was not super thrilled with the idea of like getting rid of stuff, because he tends to like keep all the things. Um, But I said, you know, it's really going to help us you know clean up faster like i won't spend hours and hours cleaning my house every weekend on like when i have my free time we can spend more time as a family and it did like it did help in those ways uh slowly over time because it, it definitely like didn't magically happen overnight um so you know i found better ways of managing our house i found a better system for laundry uh but ultimately the stress was still there i was still completely stressed out for whatever reason, at that point in time, I thought I needed to make meals for my family every single night because I think I wanted to make up for the guilt I was feeling not being as present as I wanted to be as a mom. And it, it was just like a lot altogether.
0: Your story, I think, sounds like something that probably a lot of people experience that minimalism does not take away the stress. It's the actual act of decluttering is not going to take away All of the stress in our lives because we are just tackling the stuff. And of course, if we don't tackle some of our like habits of bringing stuff in, then it all comes back in anyways. But I love your perspective because it's coming from someone who works full time and also has. How old are your kids now?
1: Now they're six and eight, but then they were, you know, a baby toddler years.
0: Yeah. So now your kids are probably busy too, right? <laughs> Keeping you oh, yeah. busy. <laughs> now
1: it's a whole different kind of busy.
0: <laughs> right. So through the years, you know, things probably had to change. So you decluttered and it helped ease some of the stress. Have you applied minimalism to your life in other ways to kind of ease that stress? Um, at that point, you were an administrator, you were taking on a really stressful role. So where did it go from there?
1: Yeah, so at that point, you know, I put some systems into place, I was, you know, I had decluttered, and I was do- like doing maintenance decluttering. Um, and I thought, even though I was stressed, I was like, well, I'm doing the best I can with with what I've got. And then COVID happened. And um, as we know, COVID wreaked havoc on education as a whole. Um, teachers suddenly became virtual teachers, and it was, you know, their lives were difficult. Um, And I think what isn't also talked about during that time is being an administrator was really challenging during that time as well, because I had no off switch. I was always on. Um, I wanted to support my teachers who were freaking out because they were doing something that they weren't used to doing. So I was trying to keep myself calm to be their calm. I couldn't even be calm for myself. (laughs) So, um, you know, that that piece was difficult. Uh, For those two school years that COVID really affected education, I basically was always available. Um, There was just really no boundaries with my job at that point. So it was really hard to be intentional with my time. And that kind of just took a toll on my home life as well, because I just couldn't turn off. So even though like I had decluttered at home... I wasn't living my life with the kind of intentionality that I was really craving. Like I wanted calm, I wanted more peace, and I just really didn't know how to get there. Um, I wanted to spend more time with my family and and be more intentional about it, but I was becoming so short-tempered at home because my school was getting all of my patience and empathy, which I think any educator can understand and, and empathize with. Plus my kids were so little then that I felt like I was missing out. On their summers, and you know, getting to watch them grow and like just have fun. I knew at that point when I was really like trying to turn the corner with what I, I really thought about. Um, I knew that my kids were just going to continue to get older, and I really just didn't want to miss out on all of those things. And you know, between my husband and I, he was getting annoyed that I couldn't create boundaries with my job either. Um, so I knew that. It had to be more. It had to be more than just figuring out, you know, how to make our home life or house physically different. I needed to make myself emotionally and intentionally
0: different as well. Yeah. A couple of things. Did you make a career change at that point?
1: I did. I did eventually make a career
0: change. I decided about
1: two and a half years ago, I think um, you had a podcast episode about intentionality. And It was about, I don't remember what the name of the podcast was, but uh, it was about really reflecting on your everyday life and what made you happy, what brought you joy, um, and what didn't. And I listened to it on the way and I thought, oh my gosh, like I've been doing all these other things, but I never really thought about what is making me happy and what isn't. So I realized, you know, I had decluttered my stuff, but I didn't declutter my life. My life was still full of a few things that weren't bringing me happiness. And not that everything's about happiness and joy, but it definitely is, is part of what makes your everyday life calm and, and, and what you want. So I knew that I needed to make some choices. And part of that was I started going to therapy, which was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Like, I don't think people utilize it enough. And I'll I'll go out there saying I was one of those people. I was just like, oh, I don't need that. But having an outside perspective and someone to talk to you through your thought process beyond like your spouse or your friend was really just wonderful. (laughs) Like I can't speak to it enough. So with that, I was able to talk through and realize that my biggest stressor was my job. And as much as I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, and I loved the team I was working with, it wasn't, unless I made that change, everything was going to stay status quo. I wasn't going to find what I was looking for. Having an hour commute to and from every day was not going to get better. So I really realized I missed the classroom. I missed being a teacher. I missed having that interaction with kids um, and colleagues, and I needed to go back to doing what I loved. And it was it wasn't an easy decision because you don't hear about people leaving administration to go back into teaching. I looked (laughs) like you really don't uh, talk to too many people that have done that. So that was definitely a stressor to making that change.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as I was listening to you talk about that is I know through the many career changes that I've made and kind of the back and forth that I have felt in my heart, like was a natural choice. It's always that feeling of in the back of my head, even though I would like to think that this doesn't matter, but like, what do, what what are other people going to think? Why do I keep wanting to make this change when I don't see many other people doing this? Or maybe just it's not many other people are talking about it. And so that's what I was wondering is just how did you kind of get through that block of, okay, I know that I want to make this choice for me for my family for my happiness for my intentional life that i want but what might other people think or is this the right decision because not many other people have done it
1: yeah so when i started thinking that i need to make a career change i exactly what you said i was worried about the perception like part of you know the feminist in me was going well why can't i do it all why can't i have you know a more leadership role and do all the things that I want, that I define as being a good mom, a good wife, you know, all of that. Um, And I was looking around and I realized there are not that many women administrators in their early 30s. And I think that there's a a reason for that. Uh, Also, I started talking to some women administrators that I was friends with or knew and I just kind of voiced my my stressors and my frustrations with you know where I'm at in my journey um, and career, including my boss at the time. They just completely understood. They just kind of nodded along and said, yeah, I get it, it's hard. There are so, you're pulled in so many directions as an administrator, and then to have to turn around and give your all at home too, it's really difficult, especially at the season of life you're in, like you have two young kids. Uh, One had been an administrator when their kids were younger. She said, if I could go back and do it over, I wished I would have had the courage to step back and really look at my life and make the best decision for myself and my family. And she said, not that I regret anything or that I think my kids you know, turned out poorly or anything. Um, She said, I just wish I would have had the courage to do what was best for me at the time. And when I heard that, it was so freeing. I just felt like I could finally step away, and that I wasn't less of a leader or less of a woman because I needed to take a step back. I talked with my husband about it. And it was not an overnight decision. We you know, he was completely on board, he definitely wanted me to leave that role and return to the classroom for a myriad of reasons. But just saying it out loud was just so great. And and knowing that that was the next step we were going to take. And then we just had to figure out how to get there.
0: Yeah, well, I think every time I talk about career change, people tell me like, thank you for talking about it. So I think hearing your story is going to help so many people just feel so free because the narrative is that we should continue to always be climbing a ladder and, you know, leveling up in our career. But also as women, like you said, we are meant to believe that we're supposed to just be able to do it all, you know, with young kids at home or older kids, because I mean, that brings on (laughs) another set of challenges, but we're supposed to be able to have this career, keep climbing the ladder in that career, plus do everything and be everything at home. And obviously there are so many ways that we can kind of take that narrative and be like, okay, let's flip it and see what would actually work for me? What would actually make me happy? And for you, that was going back to teaching and taking a role, taking on a role that was going to provide less stress, still doing something that it sounds like you love and feel very called to. And also, you know, probably being able to be there for your family much more. One last thing I want to talk about. Um, you know, I still, I want to talk a little bit about what minimalism and intentional living looks like for you now. Um, But before we get there, because we've been talking about career change, I think one thing that women often kind of worry about is going through the career change, maybe the interview process, or just like, getting a job after they've made a shift whether that means like like the shift that you went through or i know a lot of women think about like okay if i stay home for a couple of years and then try to get back into my career like what is that going to look like when i interview so what was your experience through the interview process when you made a career change like that
1: yeah so i'll be honest it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows um i went through a lot of interviews when i went through the interview process When i was being interviewed i was definitely asked questions that were not on everyone else's question sheet and they were typically more by men they were basically asking without asking you know why are you going back into the classroom um were you forced out like were you not good at your job um and i purposefully had a recommendation letter from my like direct supervisor because i knew that i could potentially be asked those things and i would just kind of direct back to you know as you can see i left on you know very good terms i'm going back because i love what i do i don't want to leave education entirely i just need it to look a little different for the season of life that i'm in
0: yeah i i'm so glad to hear that you like made that decision for yourself regardless of you know any judgment you might have came up to in the process because when it comes down to it we have to make those choices for ourselves and our families but i think other women other moms especially are going to understand a woman's path in a career is oftentimes not as linear as like a a man's can be because i should say there are dads who might be the like the primary caretaker of their kids but it's just more often than not, it is us as the moms. So I am just really glad to hear that kind of like my experience decluttering started it all, but Mm -hmm. it was just really diving into, okay, the next thing that happens after I ask, does this item like belong in my life? Does this item spark joy in my life? Also like, what about the rest of my life? Cause that, that is what's really taking up most of our time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Once I went through the interview process, um, I, you know got a lot of oh you know you have a lot of experience and that was the other thing like especially teaching they don't want to pay you what your experience like everyone wanted me to start at the beginning again and i wasn't always willing to do that and financially like honestly couldn't do that right um but it's funny because i think we made this career change around the same time but a couple of like former teacher friends gone into cyber school and were Mm. teaching virtually i told them you know what was going on and they said we have a great solution for you like it sounds like you need the best of both worlds you want to be home um but you still want to work and you still want to teach and you still want that interaction um why don't you try cyber school we have an opening so i did interview and um ultimately was offered and accepted the job and truthfully it has just been Such a blessing in our in our story in our season. Um, It was exactly what I was looking for. It's really helped us continue the whole. All right, so my one stressor was my job, and I've I've figured that out, and I'm intentionally like choosing a different career path. And I think the other thing that I was so important was I'm such a planner, and I thought for the rest of my life I was going to be a teacher, and then I veered and became an administrator, and thought I was going to do that for the rest of my career, and then I wasn't happy, so I needed to veer again, and. I think I just needed to realize it's okay to veer, like you can change and your goals can change, which was something that I wasn't really willing to accept at first, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Summer is officially almost here, and my kids and I have been enjoying a lot of time outdoors a lot of time in the sun but with all that time in the sun i am always a little bit worried about protecting our skin and that worry could nag at me in the back of my mind if it wasn't for native sunscreen which really helps ease my mind so we can enjoy time soaking up the sun natives quickly absorbing ultra sheer hydrating and lightweight sunscreen formula offers broad-spectrum SPF 30 protection from UVA and UVB rays. It's made with a 20% active zinc oxide formula that is dermatologically tested and suitable for sensitive skin. You can choose from one of Native's three delicious but subtle scents like coconut and pineapple, rosé, or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body. Or try Native's unscented option. I personally love the coconut and pineapple option. It feels tropical. And I use it every time I know that we are going to be outside for more than a few minutes. With all Native sunscreen, you get protection from the sun that is free of chemical actives, which makes Native sunscreen compliant with the Hawaii Act 104, which was passed in effort to protect Hawaii's reefs. Give your skin the protection it deserves with Native's mineral sunscreens. Go to nativedeo.com Desiree or use promo code Desiree at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com Desiree or use promo code Desiree at checkout. nativedeo.com Desiree. Desiree, or use promo code Desiree. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I would love to hear kind of how minimalism and intentional living plays a role in your family life now, because you and your husband both work full time, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then you've got two kids, six and eight years old, which I know can be busy because that comes along with the influx of activities they might want to be involved in and everything else. So how does minimalism and intentional living play a role in your family life now?
1: Yeah. So I would say that because I work from home now, our days can be a lot slower. I don't have to rush kids out the door. Um, I mean, sometimes we still do because they'll sleep in and I'm like, we have to get to the bus. Like, now. (laughs) Uh, But for the most part, you know, it's just allowed us to have a better routine, a slower routine. I can throw laundry in, you know, in between classes. And so I'm not finding myself having to do as much on the weekends. I can just do a little bit throughout the week um, to make our lives just a little easier. Um, We continue to, or at least I continue to try and be cognizant of what's coming into the house, um, just to make sure that, you know, we're not collecting too much stuff. My my husband is not always the most organized person. So a lot of that typically falls to me to just try and keep it all going. But just kind of like talking it through with him uh, was really like the biggest piece of it because at first he just thought I was just trying to get rid of stuff. But as he saw that like I was trying to create a little bit more organization and system so everyone knew the expectation and everyone knew what to expect, it really did make our life smoother. And it's, I think it's one of those things that you don't really realize in the moment until you reflect and look back. And, and he'll go, Oh, yeah, it is. We're not as stressed on the weekends, like we can enjoy this more. Like, I don't mean I'm doing it all like he definitely helps. And he definitely sees the the benefit now, and is more on board than he was previously.
0: Yeah, I love that. So it just took like, talking it through together and maybe time it sounds like I think that's yeah. so even time and different seasons I think can help us with the people in our households that that aren't on board for sure
1: and it can even just be like little tiny things like you know I always see my kids throwing their clothes on the floor and my husband and you notice that they're gonna be in these piles and like, why why can't you just put it in the hamper like why is this so difficult <laughs> and then one day I thought why did I just put a laundry basket, like where they're throwing it? Is it where I, the specific hamper that I wanted in? No, but it's getting in a hamper and they're hitting it every time. So it's still making my life easier. So sometimes it's just that flexibility of, you know, it might not be the way I want it to be, but it's, it's working for everyone else. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that idea of just like working with the people in our homes, because a lot of times, when we learn about minimalism and decluttering, it's like we want them to just come into this and be on board. But okay, what we have to ask ourselves, like, at least for me over this journey, I've had to ask myself, how do I work? How is this going to actually work for me? Because what I see someone else doing hasn't worked for me. So I I have to figure it out. And I think we all have to do that we just have to apply that to the people in our homes as well. So, I love that that idea of just the laundry hamper and how we can apply that to so many other things in our homes. One thing you told me earlier is that you really enjoy cooking, but it sounds like it was maybe a stressor whenever you thought you had to get a gourmet meal on the table every single night, especially like in your busiest work season ever. So, I would love to hear just maybe how you've changed your perspective on that or how you've made meal planning easier. I know that is something that minimalism has helped me with because I have had so much frustration over just feeling like, okay, I need to get like this amazing dinner on the table every night. Um, So what, what does that look like for you? What does kind of meal planning look like for you? Have you simplified that process?
1: Yes, I totally have. (laughs) I wish I could go to myself like three or four years ago. Like, what are you doing? Like you are causing so much undue stress for yourself. Um, Because I do love cooking. It's definitely a way I show love to, you know, the people in my life. Um, But now I really have kind of streamlined it and simplified it. I I'm not someone who's going to be like, oh, on Mondays we do this, on Tuesdays we do this. I could never cook the same exact thing from week to week. That's totally great if it works for other people. I just need the the variety. Um, But what I did do is kind of like create a meal model. So each week I will have something, some kind of pasta. Um, One night we'll do some type of like taco or like Mexican dish. Uh, Another night we might do pizza, uh, a burger night, breakfast for dinner night. Um, in the winter time, fall time, we do like a soup. And I don't assign it to certain days. I just say like, within the week, we're going to eat these meals. Um, and so when I meal plan, I look at my week ahead, like my upcoming week. And I see, you know, what our activities are, how much time am I really going to have? And and what time of the day am I going to have to feed them? Like, is it directly after school? Is it going to be after the activity? Because that Totally, you know, drives what I'm going to make. I also look at the weather and go, okay, it's going to be kind of cold. So I'm going to feel more like cozy. Uh, Or if it's going to be hot, then it's probably going to feel more like burgers or something that you can cook outside. Um, So I kind of take those things into consideration. And I don't assign a meal to a specific night unless I know, like, for sure, okay we're going to have to get out the door quickly. So when we do chicken ranch wraps, like that's what we're having this day. Um, and I put what were like the meal ideas, um, on the fridge each week. So my kids and my husband know, um, cause there are some nights that he'll like get dinner going because he knows how to make it or the kids can help me. Um, but that has really helped because it, it, it takes up a lot of space in your head when you're trying to meal plan and and do everything that everybody likes. So you're not dealing with the, I don't like this, um, each night. And I also have like a running list in my phone of like quick and favorite meal ideas. So if I'm just like getting brain fatigue, I can look back into it and say like, Oh, you know what? This, this works. We can do like chicken bowls tonight, or, you know, we can do taco skillet or, or whatever it is.
0: Yes. I love all of that. I, learned a while back that I cannot assign meals to days because my mood changes and if I like don't want the thing that I'm about to make I lose all motivation to make it. (laughs) So I love those ideas so much. Um, Well, I have loved our conversation so much. So thank you for sharing all that you did. And I have two questions that I like to ask every guest. So before we finish up, I'm going to ask you those. Um, The first one is, what is something that you are simplifying in your life right now?
1: Getting out the door for kids' activities. So uh, my kids play baseball and softball, My husband coaches baseball um, for our local high school. So just getting out the door is something I've been simplifying. So when it's one of my kids' activities, you know, they don't want to be bored. They want, you know, they don't always want to watch their sibling practice or whatever it is. Um, And sometimes there's kids there that they can play with and sometimes there's not. So I created a go bag and it's just a tote bag that I had at the, like around the house and I put it by the door and inside there's like a first aid kit, um, like uh, sunscreen, um, like coloring books, crayons, um, just like little toys that is like ready to go. And I just pick it up and we go and it has like all the things that could potentially happen or I could potentially need, um, at those events. So it like has some snacks in it for when they, you know, undoubtedly get hungry. So that has been very helpful.
0: I love that idea. That's something that's been in the back of my mind that like I need to do (laughs) because especially now that it's nicer out, even just going to a park or something, I need to just have a quick bag because I don't really always need to lug like a giant bag with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, we like put stuff in the, in the trunk of the car, like the chair, like the folding chairs, a blanket, you know, so they're just in there and you don't have to think about it.
0: Ready to go. I love it. Well, the second question is what's something that you're loving right now?
1: Grocery delivery is like so fantastic. <laughs> so, before um, spring really got started, I said to my husband, I'm like, I think I want to try grocery delivery. I usually am really picky about like picking my own produce and things like that. I said, but it's going to save me so much time. Like, I'm not going to have this kind of time to go to the grocery store every week once, you know, activities start going. And it's like the biggest gift I gave to myself because it is glorious. Um, I, we're probably saving money because I'm not you know, choosing things last minute while I'm in the store. They're only delivering the things that I tell them to in the app. Um, and it's just delightful. Like it just, I'm working and someone's grocery shopping for me and they drop it off. And sometimes they'll even come into your house and like put it in the fridge for you if you're out. So it's just great. I recommend it.
0: I, I second that. I love grocery delivery. I I was trying to quit it for a while because I started around COVID and I was like, oh, maybe I could save money another way. But I like you, if I go into the store, I will spend so much more money. So even if, you know, on Instacart or wherever you do it, even if there's a little upcharge for me, it saves me money
1: and mm-hmm. it definitely saves
0: a lot of time. So I love that you mentioned that because I'm I'm also a lover of grocery delivery. <laughs> Thank you so much again for coming on the show, Tara. It has been great to talk to you. And yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm hoping to have a lot more minimalism stories coming your way soon. It's always been my intention to do them more often, but we haven't really gotten there yet. So it's coming. (laughs) So if you do love minimalism stories, if you love this series, more is coming your way. If you feel inspired by Tara's story of changing her mind, I just want to encourage you to not let that go. There might be something stirring in you. Maybe you can relate to the feeling of just being so stressed out and not feeling like your life is according to your values right now because your work life is taking a toll on you. In most cases, we feel stuck, but we aren't actually stuck we can change our minds and it might feel really scary like we can't see the future and we don't know how this is going to turn out but I encourage you to take steps anyways because a life lived to our values is much more fulfilling than a life where we are just staying stressed out because we feel like we have to because we feel like that's what success is because we can't see the future and we're afraid I have been there And it's not an easy road to change your mind, but For me, it's always been worth it, no matter what challenges it's brought. So I just wanted to encourage you in that. And that is all I have for today's episode. If you did enjoy it, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend. You could text it to them. You could share it somewhere on Instagram or online somewhere. I am grateful for you when you share the show because it helps invite other listeners in. And I'm just grateful for you for being here in general. Like I say every week, it is always true. Thank you so much for listening in, and I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death